This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. During a presentation, have you ever wondered what you should do with your hands? In today's episode, I'll discuss gestures. Without saying a word, your body conveys a tremendous amount of information. Your posture, your eyes, your tone of voice, and your gestures directly impact perceptions. In fact, you may have heard a very commonly quoted statistic from a study by Albert Morabian. The study, or the quotes, I should say, often suggests that 55% of message impact comes from body language, 38 from the tone of voice, and 7% from the words. But let me take a second to clarify a little bit of misinformation. Yes, it is true that body language and gestures are important, but that's not exactly what his study found. Morabian was trying to determine what we relied on most when our words are in conflict, in conflict with our body messages. So for example, when you ask your significant other, hey, did you do that thing I asked you to do? And they widen their eyes and say, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I took care of it. You know, immediately, they didn't do it. We instinctively perceive what's true from the tone of voice and the body language, not from the actual words. And that's what his study was talking about. So although that often quoted statistic is technically incorrect, it doesn't mean that body language and gestures aren't a very important part of communication. In fact, the use of gestures is universal. And interestingly, language and gestures light up the same areas of the brain. When you use gestures, it's like you're saying the same thing twice, once with your body and once with your words. Also, Facial expressions can readily demonstrate emotions like love and joy and pain and sorrow and disgust and delight. You can even hear it in my tone of voice. At least I think you can. People in all cultures use gestures spontaneously. In fact, I'm gesturing right now. When the gestures support the message, they enhance your communication. However, when they don't, gestures are just distracting. At the same time, if you don't use any gestures at all, you'll appear stiff and uncomfortable. And if you can't put your hands down, you'll seem scattered and silly. And I think that's why so many people ask me, Lisa, what am I supposed to do with my hands? Let me first talk about what you shouldn't do. When people get nervous, they sometimes clasp their hands in front of their genitals. I call that the Adam pose. Other people clasp their hands behind their back. I call that the military at ease pose. Some people like to cross and fold their arms on their chest. That's the defensive pose. Some people, particularly men, they like to put their hands in their pockets. I have this habit, so now I buy pants that don't have pockets for presentations. You should avoid doing all of these things. Also, don't fidget. Women often have the tendency to play with their hair or touch their face or their glasses or their jewelry. Some people unknowingly play with the laser pointer or with the remote control. Be careful not to repeat the same gesture over and over and over again. Oh, and don't grip the lectern like it's a life preserver. Again, all of these things are things you should not be doing. Why? Because it's distracting. Perhaps more importantly, gestures can negatively affect your delivery. These types of gestures, the one I've been talking about. They can reduce your credibility and can significantly reduce the credibility of an otherwise content-rich presentation. If you want to see what I'm talking about, look into the TED.com archives. 
There's a presentation by Jared Diamond on why societies collapse, and you'll see what I mean. So what should you be doing with your hands when speaking? The basic idea is to let your hands do some of the talking. Great speakers use hand gestures more than average. Gestures add meaning, they reflect complex thinking, and they give your listeners confidence in you. If you watch people such as Bill Clinton, Colin Powell, Barack Obama, Tony Blair, you'll immediately begin to notice that they punctuate nearly every sentence with a hand gesture. And you're probably saying, yes, but they're politicians. What about the rest of us? Watch writer Elizabeth Gilbert and scientist Jill Bolte-Taylor, and you'll see that they use frequent gestures too. It's important in any kind of public speaking, and really, in any kind of communication in general. It's important to incorporate gestures into your conversations, into your heightened conversations, your presentations. The added visual cues, they help emphasize and clarify your points. Gestures can be used to illustrate size of something or the shape of something. You can show direction or position. You can even reinforce statistics. You can enumerate important points by using your fingers to count. You can add gestures by thinking about the action verbs and then think about how you demonstrate them. For example, if you say lift, then you lift your hands to show the lifting. If you say dig, then dig to show the digging. Carefully choose when and what you want to gesture. The best time to use a specific gesture is when you're making an important point. So pick a few movements that feel natural and then weave those in. But don't go overboard or you'll appear phony. It's critically important to practice so that you appear natural. Not, not only just natural, but spontaneous and relaxed. But be careful not to be overly practiced or you'll appear robotic. Also, you'll want to make sure that your movements fit with your personality. If you're outgoing and enthusiastic by nature, you might want your gestures to be bigger and more frequent. If you're painfully shy and reserved, it probably would suit you better to use smaller and more controlled movements. However, you also need to keep in mind the size of the room and the line of sight. In general, the bigger the room and the more obstructed the views, the bigger and higher the gestures need to be. Oh, and don't forget the most effective and contagious gesture of all, your smile. According to Rick Wilson, he's a professor at Rice University, he's in political science, he did a study on smiling, and he said, people who have friendly expressions are rated better and are perceived to be nicer. Don't forget to smile at your audience. It helps them to relax and don't succumb to the old stereotype of business professionals portrayed as serious and unsmiling. Take a deep breath, relax, and smile. Your natural, genuine smile will convey confidence, warmth, and not silliness. Of course, one caveat, if you're delivering very bad news, like layoffs, smiling is not a good idea. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Your homework for this week is to practice gesturing more than you normally do just in regular conversations. For one week, try to consistently and thoughtfully incorporate specific gestures that add meaning to your conversations. Then review the last presentation you made or the last important conversation that you had and think about what gestures you could have used to create a strong and lasting impression. Finally, video record yourself incorporating your additions, and you'll see firsthand how much gestures can enhance your communication. Oh, and if you do the video, send it to me. I'd like to see it. It's that time in the show to remind you to become a fan of the Facebook fan page 
or to follow me on Twitter. I'd really appreciate it if you took a second to follow me on Twitter. It's lisabmarshall.com. And then for Facebook, you go to facebook.com forward slash the public speaker. I really love to connect with listeners and you can ask additional questions or get additional tips. I even recently connected one listener with another listener to get some support. It's free and only takes a second. Besides, you'll be eligible for discounts, insider tips, and other freebies. Who says you can't get something for nothing? As always, I'd like to invite you to join my newsletter or my professional network on LinkedIn. One final note, please contact me if you'd like to sponsor this show or if you're interested in doing a summer internship with me or actually even a fellowship after graduation. Give me a call or send me an email. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>